Welcome to Inspirational Living with Shonda Jenkins. Are you ready to rediscover you? On this show, I share stories from my own personal experiences, knowledge from spiritual teachers, mindfulness leaders, and philosophers, guiding people to inner healing, self-discovery, and self-love. If you're tired of feeling stuck in cycles from your subconscious programming, or you feel like your life lacks a sense of purpose, tune in today while I share with you another tip on how you can live a more fulfilling, joyful, and purposeful life. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you guys that I wrote a book. It's called Finding My Happy Place, inspiring you to live a happy life. Finding My Happy Place is meant to inspire you to go on your own journey and free yourself from society's beliefs of who you are and who you should be and how you should live your life. I used to struggle with people-pleasing, insecurities, and feelings of unworthiness until one day I decided it was enough. This book is meant to inspire you to get your power back so that you can be the best version of yourself and find happiness in the process. Because each day you wake, when you fill your mind with inspiration, more incredible things will happen for your life. This book is more than inspiration and motivation. It's a self-development book meant to propel you to create the changes you want to see in your life. So are you ready for changing your life? Do you need a daily dose of motivation? And are you ready to be inspired? This book is... Is here to help you live a happier and fulfilled life. The book is available on Amazon. I have paperback for only $10. The hardcover is only $15. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's $0. Or $5 for the ebook. So if you're ready to live a more happier and fulfilled life, check out my book. Finding My Happy Place, Inspiring You to Live a Happy Life. All right, you guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Inspirational Living. I'm your host, Shonda Jenkins, and this month's theme is love. So whether it's curating a soul connection or healing your relationship with yourself and embracing self-love. Today, I have with me Ray Carmen. Today, she is going to be talking about how to develop a loveful life. Ray Carmen is a spiritual medium, and she's going to be sharing her topic, her insight on this topic. So welcome to the show, Ray Carmen. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to drop in with you and Mind Jam and see what it what comes through for us today. Yes, I'm excited because this is my first time having a um, a medium, a spiritual medium on my podcast. So I'm excited to see what comes through. <laughs> And so um, I know a little bit about you because you you shared a little bit about me, but can you share with my audience just about you and kind of how you discovered um, your your spiritual talents and, and being the spiritual medium? Yes, thank you for asking. So when I was a little girl, I was very open to the metaphysical world. And I was seeing ghosts and angels. And my mom was very young. She was 18 when she had me. So she was just a baby. 
And in the 80s, the metaphysical world was still not really talked about. It was still really hushed. There was a lot of program around it and not not many people were really receptive to it back in the 80s. And definitely times have changed. And my mom just didn't know what to do with me. I was the black sheep at school. I was made Mm. fun of because I was that kid sitting in the corner talking to ghosts. And I was that kid that was talking about the things that happen at nighttime in my bedroom. And so I was definitely the odd duckling. Mm. And so about, you know, my mom didn't know what to do with me. She kept saying, stop watching television, stop watching scary movies. But I was really, things were happening. My bed was shaking, which, you know, now I look back at and I can, you know, know that maybe it was astral projection or there was things that were happening that was creating the movement. But as a kid, you didn't know. And so I still held, I held, what's the word I want to use? I held on to my gifts for as long as I could. And then at 13 years old is a very critical time for teenagers especially girls because we have our menstrual cycles and that's actually a traumatic event Mm -hmm. and it's about 13 years old that girls decide are they going to stay in the magic or are they going to go and I had a double whammy not only did I start my menstrual cycle but my stepdad had committed suicide oh wow and when we go through traumatic events like that at a very young age uh, some of us will shut down to our gifts And that's exactly what happened to me. I had to immediately grow up. My mom was 30, 31 when my stepdad committed suicide. Oh, wow. She was a baby. Yeah. No no one knows themselves in their early 30s. I mean, I'm 33 and I still don't know myself. Yeah. So my mom shut down and she went through her own suicidal um, moments and she she couldn't step up to the plate of being a mom because of her own trauma and traumatic experience and I kind of stepped up and I started to raise my brother I started to work at 13 years old I oh, wow. jobs and so I left that part of myself and I entered into the matrix I ended up you know really going into this space of how to survive. I went into survival mode. I remember my first my first dance, my freshman year of high school, I bought my own dress. I bought my own shoes. Um, I No one went shopping with me. I did it with by myself mm-hmm. because I had no adults. And so I entered adulthood very young. And then I started to have flicker moments. Yeah. And flicker moments would happen And I would see a shadow or a flicker moment would happen where all of a sudden I heard footsteps, but there was nobody there. And I would, I would have these flicker moments and it happened for about probably the next 20 years of my life. But, and I, and I do look back and I realize it was the way God's source universe was communicating with me. It was trying to activate me, but I was still so in survival mode. I was still living um, in a low frequency, a low vibration, living in scarcity mindset. And then in 2017, I owned my own business. I was a personal trainer. I was an online health coach. And one of my business mentors said, hey, you need to go to this seminar called NLP. And I did not know what that was. I was very foreign to this space. 
And he's like, it's going to help you with your clients on being able to understand why they have the health issues they have and where they started and how to use hypnosis and NLP to support them with their subconscious mind. And I still didn't even know what a subconscious mind was at that point. And so I went to NLP for three days and it was one of the most wild experiences that I ever had. And I literally was having my spiritual awakening at this seminar and nobody understood what was going on with me. And I was feeling like I could read everyone's minds. I felt, I felt like I could hear all the birds outside as I was in this seminar. Like all of a sudden I was, I was just engulfed in this energy Mm. I was I was literally freaking out like crying I was like what is going on like I felt like I could feel everybody and it was time it was time the spirit knocking on the door we were going through some deep processes in NLP and I think my subconscious mind was just cracked open yeah and so I came home And I immediately broke up with my boyfriend of four years, just realized this was not the relationship. I quickly moved all my stuff out and I got an apartment. Well, I think till this day, my apartment was on a vortex Mm. because um, in that apartment, my dog started to see energy along Mm. with And my dog started to hide underneath the sofa. And my dog started to be really, really freaked out by my apartment. And one morning and I knew something energetically was different, but I hadn't identified it yet. My dog, I think was seeing it before me. And then Mm. one Saturday morning I woke up and I just saw energy everywhere. Oh My room was filled with energy. Dead people were walking by. Angels were there, cosmic beings. And I thought I got drugged. I mean, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I had not been out drinking the night before. And I was backstepping going, what could I have eaten or drank? How is this happening? And I was freaking out. Mm. And so I called my one friend with purple hair and I still was so foreign to the metaphysical world. I was born to chakras, didn't even know what chakras were. I was born to Reiki. And I called one person. I was like, this girl's going to help me. I'm like, She's, she has to know the answers. And she came over and she's like, you see energy very differently than I do. And she's like, let's go to the store and get you some crystals. And I'm like, get what? I was like, rocks? You think rocks are going to solve my problems right now? <laughs> and she's like, just trust me. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to trust the girl with purple hair, right? So <laughs> go to the crystal store. I start convulging in the crystal. Oh my gosh. My head is pounding. I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, oh my God. She's like, you don't know nothing. I'm like, I don't know nothing. And I was like, all I know is I feel everything. I see everything. I can tell you everything that's happening. I can tell you all these people are standing behind you that aren't physically here. And she's like, holy shit. It was, sorry, I cuss a lot. It's okay. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God. She's like, you are totally going through a spiritual awakening. She started to use words like quantum leap and on this foreign language to myself. And I'm like, so what do I do with it? I was like, why is it here? And that's what started my journey. And so I had my grand awakening. Well, I was woken as a child, but I went to sleep, deep sleep, deep coma. And then I came out of it and it was like, I literally quantum leaped to where my soul was supposed to be and realized that I was 
I had, you know, this spiritual connection, but I didn't know what to do with it. That was the, the thing about it. I was, I was more scared of it mm. than I was embracing it at first. And then because I say, God, y'all replace it with whatever you want. God source universe. Um, a beautiful soul came into my life. I had a shaman come into my life where he mentored me for three years. Mm. And it was because of that personal mentoring that I was actually able to harness my gifts because they were ruling over me in the beginning. And yeah. that's when I really started to learn energy and I started to learn the chakra system and diving more into the Eastern philosophies and all kinds of modalities that are yeah. out there. And so that's a little bit about my awakening. I have been in this space since 2017. I am a natural organic individual, meaning I haven't taken a million certifications. Um, I have allowed God's source spirit to show me and to activate me. I don't Google things unless I have permission or I've seen things three times in a row. And I feel like I really want to understand this more, but I learn everything through conversation, through books that just come into my space randomly, a podcast that might come into my space, but I'm not like obtaining all this information and, and just trying to download as much as possible. I'm learning as I go and that's what spirit has shown me. I'm I'm very much organic. And once I have content or something's coming to my space, it's like it downloads so fast. It's crazy. Mm. So um, that's a little bit about me and where I'm at. Wow. That was crazy. So you <laughs> went from being picked on about your gifts mm-hmm. to your mom not really knowing like what to do with you and like thinking like you're watching these tv shows and movies that are really causing all this to experience this experience to happen within you and being able to just you know and it kind of also makes me think about how many times have someone else been told that their gifts are like maybe that's not real and then they shut it down and And now they don't have them because they thought what they were seeing wasn't real. Mm -hmm. And then the traumatic experience between your stepdad and also starting your cycle all at the same time, like going through all of that, how are you even able to like develop a love for life? You have been through a lot and it hasn't been like some simple stuff. It's been like very traumatic. You basically rejecting yourself becoming this grown-up and the traumatic experience to going through the spiritual awakening that is just really crazy was affecting you like you didn't know what to do with it it was controlling you at one point like how do you now have this love for life how did you develop a love for life after all of that it's definitely not been easy So I have been someone who has been dealing with depression for quite a few decades Mm. and I might label it as seasonal depression. Yeah. And now as I've learned more like human design, you know, I am an emotional um, generator and things are kind of making more sense now for me. And when I look back, I really, there was points where I wanted to end my life. There was Mm. points where things got so 
dim for me. I was diagnosed with infertility at 22 years old. Wow. I lost my triplets at 26. I have never been able to conceive children in this lifetime. I was held hostage for 72 hours and almost killed. Like someone tried to murder me. I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 31. So you can only imagine the the moments where you just want to give up. And you're yeah. just, if there is a God, why am I going through so much pain? I'm going through so much yeah. suffering. And luckily, you know, not luckily, but because I have had my spiritual waking, I have had my conscious awakening and started to do the work. Um, I started to heal. I started mm-hmm. to really look inward versus looking outward and blaming everybody else for my problems and starting to take a lot of radical responsibility for not maybe not the incidents that happened to me, but the stories that I created around them and Mm. choosing to stay the victim. And so this, you know, space to develop a love for life, I think can go two-sided. I think there are some people right now that are just doing amazing in their life and they are, you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 doing the greatest right now, but they still desire more and not making Mm -hmm. that wrong. And then there might be this other person that might be in the space that I was where we were fighting with so much trauma or we're going through so many hardships. And it's like, how do I find the love for life? And so I kind of want to blend this a little bit for the viewers, depending on where you're at in life. Uh, That kind of resonates for everyone because you just never know who's listening. And so for me, I think what I've recognized in the last probably five to six years is to develop a love for life. One, I had to accept my past. Mm. You have to accept the good, the bad, the ugly. There's nothing we can change about the past that's happened. And I'm a big believer it happened for you, not to you. And I'm also a big believer that our past empowers us by rewriting our stories, looking at how we're empowered by it. What was the biggest lesson learned? And so first and foremost, always accept our journey, accept it. It is what it is and don't make it wrong. I also, you know, some things that I went through was people pleasing Mm. and how if we're not loving life, most likely you're living someone else's life. And you're living someone else's life by constantly saying yes to them and bending over backwards for them and not having the strength to say no. And that was a big problem in my life. I wanted to be liked because I was the one picked on as a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a black sheep and outcasted. So I said yes to everything, hoping to be accepted, hoping to be a part of the popular group and making choices that were actually more detrimental to myself. There was a decade of my life that I was a heavy drinker and I was drinking to be a part of the cool kids, to be accepted, Mm. right? So learning to say no, learning to honor yourself and your values and your beliefs, belief systems. But then also the other one is let go of comparison. Mm. The comparison trap will screw you every time, whether you're comparing your past, you are comparing yourself to someone else. Like how can you develop a love for life if you are comparing yourself to someone else on Instagram 
which we all know people just show the highlight reel. And so learning to love where you're at and love who you are through the highs and the lows and loving every aspect of yourself. I'm someone who has dealt with body dysmorphia since I was a little girl. I was uber skinny. I was born at four pounds. And remember in high school, senior year, I only weighed like 89 pounds. I mean, I was thin. And so I hated my body. And then as I got older, I started to have weight issues. And at one point I weighed 215 pounds and I hated my body. So either, either season, either I was too skinny or overweight. And again, I was comparing myself to what the world said was skinny or healthy. And so learning to love yourself, you have to love yourself in mm-hmm. every season and own every aspect of yourself, owning, you know what, right now I'm in a season of depression and that's okay. And it's okay that maybe I'm taking mm-hmm. a medication to support me, loving myself that I might be overweight right now, because in a way it, it's supporting me in mm-hmm. some yes. way, shape, or form, right? Like be happy with ourselves is mm-hmm. number one. And so those are the things that I had to break through immediately when I started to have this spiritual awakening, this conscious awakening, those things really kept me trapped. And then really change, not, I wouldn't say changing, but looking at your perception of life. Yes. What is your perception? Are you looking at life like life is for you? You're here no. to co-create your life? Or are you looking at it as doomsday? Are you waking up saying everyone is after you and you're the victim and poor me, woo me? You got to change your perspective and be able to reframe all of your thoughts so that they're high frequency, they're high vibration, they uplift your mood, they support your nervous system. The other thing is, what are you doing for your physical and mental well being? Yeah. We just went through a pandemic. We went through two years, if not three years of being told that we have to wear a mask and stay in our homes and you can't live your life and you can't go outside to breathe or walk your dog. Mm -hmm. And like we were on restriction and we are going through one of the biggest mental health um, spaces of our life right now because it's done so much to us. All of us went through post-traumatic stress disorder in the last two to three years. We were all hit in some way, shape, or form. And so what are you doing for your mental health? Are you working with a therapist? Are you working with a coach? Are you in support groups? Because we went through a traumatic event. And so your mental health is going to help to have a love for life. And then your physical well-being, these temples, these bodies, um, we are so disassociated from them. We have beat them up. We had given them toxic chemicals and crappy food and we've abused it with excess of alcohol and sugar and maybe uh, recreational drugs and all of that is sitting in our bodies and so when you're looking for a love for life there's so much dense energy in your body how can you possibly have clarity to see the love for life Mm. and so working on releasing the toxins from your body, you, you might need to work with a health coach, someone who can help you detox 
and maybe you're working with someone for somatic release and releasing the trauma that's stored in the body. I know for me, because I, one, I had an abortion when I was 17 years old, wasn't able, I miscarried my triplets after holding them for quite a few weeks. And then um, being held hostage and having cancer, you can only imagine how much dense energy I've been holding on to. Mm-hmm. And so how could I see clearly? No wonder I was fighting depression. And so being able to nourish yourself, taking some sort of action and not everyone, you know, you might not be ready for somatic release, but look at alternatives like yoga. Yoga is going to help you be able to release what's being stored in the body, especially yin yoga. Yes. Able to naturally do that for yourself. And so your perspective, looking at, you know, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, something that I've been horrible with. (laughs) And I think it's so key. And I wish I understood this uh, (laughs) at a younger age. It's actually nourishing and nurturing our relationships. Yes. Man, I wish they taught taught this to us when we were in elementary school. Yes. Your tribe is what's going to support you to grow. Mm. And your network is what's really going to help you to advance in your life. It's like, it's really true by who you know is how you're going to grow. And nurture those relationships. You know, find two, three people this year and give them your time and your love. Like energy attracts energy. And if you're watering your plant, which is your friend, and they're watering you back, can you imagine how much you're going to grow this year? And so nourishing those relationships. I remember I was working with a friend and we were talking about, you want help or support from your friends, but how can you go to the bank and, and get money from an empty bank account mm. because you're not deposited anything into these relationships, mm-hmm. but you're wanting support. But these people are like, but where have you been? Where, who yeah. are you? I haven't talked to you in years, but you're knocking at my door for help. Right? So it's like, we can't get up this mountain called life alone. And we need our tribe. We need our community. We need our network of people so we can keep advancing in life. And so nourish those relationships. And that's another thing um, on a love for life. And you don't need a dozen friends. You'll go to burnout, you know? (laughs) Just one one person and just be like, I'm going to water you this year and you water me. And I got your back like Thelma and Louise. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm your ride or die. And let's do shit together this year. And I'm going to pick up the phone if it's 3 a.m. in the morning because you're having a meltdown and you're going to do the same for me. Like find that one, you know, and see what happens. Um, One of my like best friends, uh, she's local here and we have each other's backs, you know, we pick up the phone as soon as she calls, unless I'm on a phone call, I pick up that call. You know, we've helped each other build our businesses. And so find a friend or two and really invest in those relationships Mm -hmm. and then try new things. And 
I really want to talk about this from an inner child perspective. And, you know, we've been adulting for so long. Um, I've been alive for over four decades now. And there's been times where I'm just so tired. I'm so exhausted. It's like, where's the timeout button? Like, can I just (laughs) sit in the matrix, you know, for a decade? (laughs) And so many of us grew up doing the things that we thought would make our parents happy. Mm. Uh, We would do these things and we would be recognized and we would be noticed or we did the things that we knew would be safe. Yes. And I always ask my clients when I'm working with them, what did you want to be when you grow up? And they were like, I really wanted to be a rock star. And they're like, I really wanted to be a chef. I really wanted to be an artist, but I didn't think that would make me any money. Mm. Like those are the things that are a part of your essence. Those are the things that are a part of your natural DNA. That's actually magic for yourself and magic for the world. And so this year I made out a list of all the things I wanted to do. And one of them was culinary school. Oh, wow. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) And I don't know where I'm going to make time for this, but like, I really want to go to culinary school. I love the Food Network channel. I'm a foodie. I love baking. And I was like, do new things, new things that are going to create new energy. And I got in, I signed up, but due to life circumstances, it just didn't work out. And I was like, oh man, like my little, my inner child was a little grumpy about it, but it was also a sign to me, like, this isn't the time. It's okay, little Ray something else will, you know, come up for you. And so I looked at my list and I was like, one of them was jujitsu. Yeah. And something kept calling me to the ground and I'm a very cosmic being. I live in the ethers. All right. (laughs) We fight it out all the time. I'm like, oh, why do I got to be at earth school? (laughs) Why do I got to play in the matrix? I prefer the cosmic realms. And I was like, Yes. Okay. I I definitely want to try jujitsu and something about rolling on the ground, something about throwing people. I don't know. I was like, (laughs) try something new. Sure enough. I love the shit, man. Yeah. I I had so much fun. My little inner child was so happy, so giddy that I have this like 150 pound man over me and I know how to flip him, you know? (laughs) So do think, you know, try new things, Yes. Try things that scare you, because I tell my clients, you live in the comfort zone, you ain't going nowhere, you're not going to grow, you're not going to expand, you got to bust through fear, fight through fear by actually doing new things, yes. it might be bungee jumping, it might be skydiving, it might be culinary school or painting, but think about the little child inside of you who's still with you. The next, our inner child has never left us. The only thing that happened is we grew long legs and long arms and <laughs> became adults and had to go make money to survive. Yeah. And so, but that little kid has always been with us and he or she has been knocking on the door and you've had those moments, just like the flicker moments of you, you feel giddy inside, or you remember you have that flashback of an inner child moment. I remember mine was picking 
those little yellow flowers that grow in the grass I think it's a weed I don't even think yeah it's yeah they look yeah I know what you're talking about and you would put your little teeth in it and then you would make a flower necklace out of it right oh yeah I've seen the flower necklaces <laughs> it was really sour right but you would poke little holes in it with your teeth and then you would make flower necklaces like those moments when you have those flicker moments of like where did that memory come from yeah that's your child saying hey let's do something fun mm. I bought roller skates during the pandemic like what did you do what was there anything fun or different that you did during the pandemic I'm trying to think I just went outside more we went hiking more um now I just like do something every week I do something for myself to have fun like it was funny you said like when you have those moments as your inner child because we were doing bubbles earlier and mm-hmm. I was going to do the bubbles and I was like let me just put this up but I was like oh I just want to blow this bubble gun yeah. <laughs> so I I get it like you have to embrace that 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 young that little Shonda that little Ray inside of you because like that's you that's who you are that's who we are at the core is this person because that person that little version of us is love yeah Mm -hmm. when kids kids are always forgiving kids are always like so like understanding Mm -hmm. and that's who we are on the core and when we become an adult it's like we forget about our very essence and and who we actually are yeah Mm mm-hmm that there there's purity and innocence in a child yeah and we need to also continue to keep honoring that within ourselves this innocence and this purity inside of us and I let my my, I let my inner child come out all the time I wear onesies I have llama onesies (laughs) unicorn onesies I remember I was in a mastermind where it was a I don't know, six figure, seven figure mastermind. And it, these people were all wildly successful. All right. And there was a day I just was not feeling it. I was just not in the mood. And we had like one call a month. I show up in a onesie. As <laughs> I did not care. I was like, what's up, yo? And I remember Chris was like, Ray over there representing. I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta be yourself. You know, yeah. you, gotta allow yourself to just be and we put on so many different masks we do so many things to try to be accepted and approved and I didn't care I was like don't you all have your inner child don't you all have a sense of humor you know like and that's what I I wanted to reflect was just be you I've shown up with my Mickey Mouse ears (laughs) I I just we gotta be you know we take life too seriously yeah. Um, and it's through our inner child that we create more. It's through our inner child that we actually make more money. You yeah. know, it's through that inner child where you go outside and you rollerblade or you roller skate, or we did Nerf guns during yeah. the pandemic, you know? And it's like, that's that's the energy that you want to create from. Yes. You, know? you don't want to create from stress and anxiety <laughs> and oh, I got to pay my bills and then I'm going to hop online and do a live, right? Like you were just in contractions, bawling your eyes out, you know? <laughs> Oh my God. No. And when you think about that too, like it just makes sense. Like how can you create from an energy where you feel like it's like work? 
Like yeah. it's like, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. But when you're creating from the childlike energy, it's like, this is fun. I get to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the energy is totally different. Even yeah. when you said it, it sounds so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you gotta activate that inner child. I, even for people who are not entrepreneurs and yeah. people that maybe they even have to go to the office, like activate your inner child before yeah. you go into work in your car, you know, play your favorite music, uh, do, do something hilarious, do a funny TikTok video, like whatever it is, send a funny joke to your friends and you're all in a group text together, you know, do things, make funny faces. I've made funny faces to kids that are on school buses. <laughs> You know, as we're driving, you know, because it's like, that is funny. I never thought about doing that. Yeah. that. Just fun. The, the, the kids, they, I love children. It's, it's one of my biggest like passions in life is actually children. And they remind me every day, like you said, they're just pure love and light. Yeah. And, and they do easily forgive. Um, and, we need to protect them and their innocence and their purity and continue to just elevate them, you know? So yeah, the inner child, we got to do that for ourselves. And yeah. um, the last one I wanted to share was go to your happy place. Mm. Make a list of your happy places. Like you might have more than one. Yeah. And I remember... I was really young and where I grew up, we had a lot of Catholic churches and I, I'm by all means, I'm not a, a religious person. I've, I'm considered a Christer. I went to church for Easter and Christmas with my family. Yeah. Um, and I remember as a little girl, there was this church up on the hill and it had mother Mary or known as the Virgin Mary. And whenever I was having a bad day, I would walk up that hill and mm-hmm. I would just sit with her. And I do feel like I have a very close connection with Mother Mary. Yeah. And that was one of my happy places as a kid. That was one of my happy places. I didn't even understand religion. I didn't understand Bible. I didn't yeah. understand it, but I felt so safe there. And I that energy that was there. Um, and then now as an adult, you know, think about where is your happy place? Yeah. For me, it's meditation and complete silence. For other people, people, it's going to the beach. Yeah. It's going into the wilderness, going for a hike. Um, the in, your happy place might be the gym, you know. Yeah. And don't make that wrong. Yeah. The happy place might be something else. I picked up was coloring books. Yeah, in colored pencils, and I'm I'm amazed at how fancy and expensive colored pencils are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> with these coloring books and pencils yeah I was like $39.99 for some pencils <laughs> you know I went with the $15.99 set but you know <laughs> find something that makes you happy yes and you and and I mean I'm talking I mean yeah Netflix and chill that might make you happy but is that also the place that you're escaping you know like yeah about what's the place that nourishes you a place that elevates your body your mind your soul and connects you reminds you of who you are your essence and that 
Earth School is fun and we're here to create our best lives. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my clients, I tell, you know, my students, do you boo? Like, (laughs) do you don't care what the outside world is saying. If it makes you happy, it's not causing any harm. Do you boo and don't care about the critics or the nature. Yeah. <laughs> probably doing something they would never do anyways. So, <laughs> and be yourself and do you. So, yeah. you know, that's just kind of what I've learned on my journey. Yeah. I've had to develop a love for life and, you know, fighting depression for so long. And I will say after my spiritual awakening and learning more about gene keys and human design and studying yeah. it, it kind of makes sense now. So I kind of don't even, even label things as depression. I label yeah. it as, just, ah, I'm in a wave of energy right now. Yes. Because just even the word depression sounds low frequency, yes. low vibration. And it's like, and I'm not, you know, dishonoring the, the, the linguistics of it. But for me, again, to change my perspective about it, it's just like, ah, I'm just in a, I'm just in this vibe right now. I'm in this wave right mm-hmm. now and, and I'll get through it, you know? Yes. So, but yeah, you gotta, like Esther Hicks says, choose the path of least resistance mm. and, and choose, choose the path that is going to bring you joy and love and peace and the rest will work itself out. Wow. I really love that. I really do. Like, I think this is going to be very helpful for people. And just listening to stuff, this stuff right here reminds me of like when I started my journey of just being authentic and being myself and no longer wanting to be that people pleaser, no longer caring if anybody understands me, understand what I'm doing. Um, because I had spent so much time rejecting myself. Mm-hmm. And why was I doing that? Why did I reject myself? And I had to realize like, that wasn't good for me. I was depressed multiple times, like you were saying, in that wave of low feelings. And I realized that it wasn't because of me, like wanting to be myself, it was because I was being something else that I didn't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. When those times come, it's typically because we're not in alignment. Yeah, you know we're not doing the things that we should be doing or choosing for ourselves, and so it's just awareness, on and then to pivot. Yep, and and do what we can to elevate ourselves. So yeah, yeah. You said that's when we're not in alignment. Funny thing is, I read something today that said simply not those specific words. But basically, when you are going through an experience of discomfort where you are basically trying to be something that you're not, you're Mm -hmm. not in alignment with that. And you got to ask yourself, what is this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God. And then this was confirmation from you saying it. I really think I needed to hear this. And I hope that everyone is listening today that you also needed to hear this as well. Um, Ray, is there anything else that you want to share with us today? Uh, it's been um, awesome and amazing to sit with you in what I consider sacred space. 
um, and to share and to mind jam and to support humanity and the rise of consciousness. So I'm just honored to be here today um, and to be here of support in any way that I can um, for the collective. So thank you. You're welcome. And I know we talked earlier about um, you not having a website, but where can people connect with you? Because Ray is an amazing person. And I would love for you to um, connect, even if you're not local, maybe you're, you come here one day. So how can people find you? They wanted to visit you at your studio or if they wanted to connect with you another way, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so the number one platform that I am on is Instagram. Okay. So it is I am Ray Carmen. Okay. And it's I A M R E. C-A-R-M-E-N. Okay. And that's my Instagram. And there's a link tree up there. I actually give out free meditations. Oh, I have wow. a you know, bunch of meditations up there for people. And I, if you're local here in the Greenville area, you can come to our studio, the Haven Yoga in Simpsonville, South Carolina, and come and be with us and be in a space that you're completely accepted for who you are come as you are and uh, we are a spiritual sanctuary so in our space uh, we're here to support you spiritually mentally emotionally physically awesome but thank you again I really this was an honor also to have you on the show and for you to share your knowledge and insights on this topic so I just want to say thank you again for being here with me and my audience and so thank you guys for tuning in today. And I hope that you're able to start to accept your past, not really placing a label on it if it's good or bad, but really accepting your path and what you have been through. Also letting go of the comparison because we know keeping those comparisons is not gonna allow us to be able to embrace a love for life. If you really enjoyed today's episode, um, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Also like and subscribe to this podcast so you can catch the next episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I love you guys. Bye.